Hi everyone, welcome back to Blue Waves Podcast. Today I'm here with Betra. Hey! And Bernardo. Hello. Today we are talking about smells like team spirit. Welcome to the Tinkering the Future of Work and Life, produced by Blue Waves Boutique, providing you with a fresh and positive look at the future of work by sharing little tips and magic tricks for your daily dose of confidence. Today I heard something. Today I saw something. Today I've tried something. Together we have learned. Sounds like a song from a yeah. 90s grunge band. Yeah, Nirvana. Do you know them? I think I do. I was there and was uh, listening to Smell Like Teen Spirit when I was a teenager. But what does it have to do with my like team spirit? Team spirit? Ah, team spirit is something different, right? Yes. But today we focus only on work. As a team. <laughs> work as a team, does it exist in 2024? I have the feeling it disappeared a little bit, sadly. Yeah, a little bit, sadly, yes, like you said. But I mean, why do we care? Because we work as a team, right? Yes, so, we do. So we are fine. It was not always easy. And it's not about us. No. <laughs> First then, yes. Second, yes, not easy. So what do you want to talk about? About a grunge song from Nirvana? Uh, it's not about music. Oh. Oh. We can talk about music <laughs> if you want. Oh, we can even play music to the audience. I think maybe some people would uh, leave the podcast because they expect that we deliver insights and some good tips about work and the environment of work by now. But we can talk about music if you want. No, maybe we stick about what we know. Yes, <laughs> so. we know more about teams than music. At least I understand more teams than music. Okay, so maybe we can start by talking why people see teams as a responsibility, not a support. In my vision, in 2024, working as a team is seen as mandatory for companies. Working with people you don't like, people you don't know. You have to work together, complement each other. Ugh, seems like a hassle. Yeah, maybe it seems like a hassle. But when companies define teams, they define teams, they define departments, they build an organigram, they build a hierarchy structure. But the first thing they do, because it still exists in company, is individual objective for people. And it's very rare to see a company with real team objectives that are more important than individual objective. So in that sense, it's very difficult, in my opinion, for a company to see a team as a support because they don't even see the team as such. They see responsibilities. We talk a lot about OKRs, OKRs, OKRs. OKRs are for teams, indeed, and individuals as well, if you want, but it's for the company, for the team, and to align teams' objectives with the objective of the company. Sadly, what we observe nowadays is that companies put objectives on a project, on an initiative, And these objectives go over team's objective. If you ask a company, what is the objective of your team? They will describe you more or less a role, more or less a mission, but not the goal of the team. And in that sense, it may be difficult for a company to see a team as a support. Just my opinion, of course. I can agree, but... Um, you cannot if you don't want. <laughs> no, but I, can, but I do. I do agree. But I think people should not a team in the company but the team for your own. You know, there are people that they are there to support you. They have the same mission, like you said, as you. 
So it's like friends, but didn't work, more or less, you know. Oh, you mean colleagues? Yes. So they have coffee together, they, if they smoke, that shouldn't do because it's not healthy, but in many ways, if they smoke, they share the cigarette break, they share the lunch, they share some joke, but when it comes to being a team, accomplishing something together as a team and putting collaborative effort in doing something, it is missing. Whose fault? Uh, in my opinion, to be very honest, is the structure of the company and the company culture that motivates people to play as individuals and forgets about the team. Because when a company is creating objectives for initiatives, is creating a vision, is creating them from the HR objective for individuals, when a manager sets individual objective in a team before setting objectives for the team, how do you want people by themselves alone to have a team spirit and think as a team? It's very challenging and very difficult for them because everything around them is made to foster behavior as an individual and not as a team. I don't agree with that. Well, if you really thought about that, you always were a team, okay? You have to do the work together in the high school, in college, everything. In the, in the moment you enter to a company, made the see whatever, you are the design or you are post. You, you are supposed to know how to work as a team, even with people you don't know or you never met. We are built from a young age to know how to work with others. So when you go to a company, there's a, a high expectation for you to know how to work with others together, even when you don't have the right support or the guidance that you want. Then you have to teach me because I remember being naturally a team in the primary school, in the recreation, playing with friends and teammates, and we were playing together, playing the game together. This is the only part of my school years where I see something as a team. Well, you were unlucky then. Sorry to tell you. But it's supposed to, when people have the first job or enter to a company or everything, you are supposed to already know how to work in the team. It's true, the job is different. You don't have the same responsibilities in the high school or college. That's true. But you have the main point to work as a team, like respect the others, for example. Okay, maybe there's a difference between countries and education. Maybe in, in Germany, I know, for example, that they do a lot of team activities and team activities are fostered at school. But most traditional education, if we take Europe, is not meant to teamwork. And if you take, for example, scientific studies anywhere in the world, teamwork is a very little part of your studies. Most of the stuff is alone. It's solo work. It's true. Uh, m most of the work you do, it's alone, yes. Uh, but that's why I'm reinforcing the idea of a team. Because you have the same mission as your colleagues or co-workers, as you want them to call. So, well, you have the same objective in the end. So I think finally we are agree. Because you say you have the same mission as your colleague and as your teammates. Problem is in the company you don't. Because let's say you have a product manager. The product manager doesn't share the product with the team. He shares a backlog. And the backlog is owner of the backlog. For example, a team is building a digital product. They are only developers, not tester. And company fails for over 20 years to create this kind of team, which is supposed to do. If you look at the modern methods of organization in a company, they foster the shared goal around the product and to do something together. Still, the company is structured in silos. Marketing is marketing. They don't give a shit about what you do for a project and how do you conceive your product. 
technique is technique and they don't give a shit how you build your product and what your client thinks. And that's why maybe we still don't have solid teams in company. I think based on what you said, I don't think that's the fault of the team. It's the company that doesn't provide them a leader. Exactly. That's what I was trying to put. Maybe people would work as a team if you would help them to do so or even just allow them to do so. But when you have a meeting, for example, and you are the guy who is testing the product you are building, you're not allowed to give your point of view on what the product should do or how it should work. How do you want to foster a team spirit? That's when they enter the breaks, the coffee, the smoke, everything. Not smoke, it's not good. But that's why, that's why no, but it exists for any reason. And you can have, at that time, you can take advantage of that time to talk to your colleagues or co-workers, because it's a different. And you can say, you can talk to them and you can try to build a team spirit. For example, if the company doesn't give you the support you need for creating a team, Think about it. You already have a team, so you should work with them. I agree. Thank you. <laughs> That's good. Wait, wait, wait. It's not that easy. Yeah. You will not escape. <laughs> I totally agree with you. In a company, you have social moment mm -hmm. that can compensate the poor way of working of the company or the weak support of the company. What do you do now when most of the team are half remote or hybrid or call it whatever you want? And exactly what we removed is this natural, spontaneous, occasional, not planned social moments where you can meet a colleague that you don't know to share coffee, you see someone in the corridor or meet someone in the office and can have this kind of small talk conversation that totally disappear when you work remote if you don't put extra effort rebuilding it. Not really. Okay, if you already are in the company for years, you already managed to create a little bit of a relationship. If you enter now in the company and you have only remote work, I doubt it, but if you only had remote work, you can create that moment as well. Because you always have to talk with someone because you need help or this or the other one. And for sure, like humans, we are, you will talk about something else. Because we always have vague conversations. And if I may... <laughs> Oh, Bernardo, you're I'm back. here. Yay. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. In some companies, you also have digital break rooms where people get together for their breaks. You also have WhatsApp, you have emails, you have messages. There's always ways to, do, to go around on it, on this situation. People don't use it. Maybe they need someone to show them that they should use it. They need a super nice guy who is as a super communicator who facilitate, who promotes this kind of behavior. And most of them have it. The problem is that the company doesn't support it. Because in every team you have a good leader, which is, can also be a good communicator, but the lead manager doesn't support it. They just want a job done. You're both too negative on me. Okay, the company doesn't support it, yes, but you are an individual. Mm -hmm. You can talk. So why Luckily, don't yes. you do it? Why don't I do it? Fear of repercussion? In the example of Betra, in the digital, if you have to call someone because you need help because no one uh, answered to your question or something like that, you can start a conversation from there. Of course, I'm not talking, you only talk about small things, not that. Of course. Well, you get to the point of what you need, of course, 
but you have to create a relationship with that person as well. In the digital world, it's more easy, like you said, to not have the repercussions from the manager. In the office, you can have also that, the break. In the smoke breaks, don't smoke. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Actually, I didn't want to be negative. I just want to spot that everything we need to create the social interaction, being physical space, being digital space, everything exists. Just in the physical space, we had hundreds of years to get used to the behavior and to perfectly know what is the behavior. You know that when you enter a company, even if you are a junior, even if it's your first job, you know that the coffee machine exists. You know that if you smoke but don't smoke, that some people smoke outside and you spot the ashtray at the entrance. So it exists. You know that there is a place to eat and usually people go eat together. Just maybe in the digital world, even if it exists as well, as you said, Ronaldo, it exists. You have break rooms, you have chats, you have events, you have whatever you want. It didn't exist before, so it's something new. For some people who are maybe super digital savvy or with high autonomy, they will discover it by themselves. But some others don't really know how to use it. It exists, it's there, but it's new. And when it's new, usually you're a little bit scared of the stuff. You don't know what you can put inside or not put inside. Maybe what you said was repercussion or something, or... Even you don't know what to do, how to introduce yourself, how to talk to each other. And that's where I was saying it's one more role for the leader in a team to embrace if you want to keep it as a team. So pay attention that your team is tied together. And being a team is not only performing the work together, it's also being a real team, having connection, interaction, knowing each other, knowing how other people think, how other people feel. And for that, maybe you need this kind of leader who creates a glue. Yes, for sure. And like you said, Bernardo, about the company, we have to remind ourselves that the teams help the company to grow, like you said. Mm -hmm. So it's one point that you cannot have repercussions about that. Yeah, of course, as individuals, we can also work towards the growth of the company, but alone, we cannot accomplish at least half of the work that we do as a team. You need the support of others, you need feedback, you need everyone else. Yes, and we are not saying that you need to be friends with everyone because some people are just co-workers and there are, just, there are more close relationships you can have at work. So there is a difference. Yes. Yeah, friends, colleagues, co-workers, it's all different. What they have in common is some sense of collaboration at a time. And what you said, but that is very true. Alone, what do you want to do with a company? Imagine your company has 100,000 people inside. Usually, they don't have small projects in this company. Everything is huge. Everything requires, or most of the things require, more than one person to perform the job. Working as a, If you want the company to grow, you should work as a team. Finally, we are talking about engagement. If the company doesn't pay enough attention to the team engagement and not only reaching the goal or performing the task, is the team engaged? Do they like what they do? Do they like working together? Do they enjoy working together? Do they like the challenges they have? Do they strive to reach a goal? If you don't pay attention to that and put a specific effort, then you're screwed as a company. Because engaging individual is definitely not enough. And not engaging your teams would be a major mistake. It's a disaster. It is. Why do people need to join a team? And join on to have a team. Yes, that's another problem. As an individual, why would you work as a team and not alone? Because sure, we know for the company, we know the company benefits. 
but what's in it for the people who just arrive in the company, are knowledgeable, have skills, why should they join a team? Well, I believe that when you work as alone, as an individual, when you reach a certain point and you have a challenge, you will have a bit more difficulty overcoming that challenge alone. As when, when you work as a team, a tight-knit team with the right support and the right leader, you all can overcome the challenge in a faster and simpler way. Because if you don't have the knowledge to overcome that, somebody else in the team has it or has the experience that already overcame that challenge. We can even step back. Step back is a word of today, but yes. it's an internal joke, so they won't understand that. I'm yes, sorry. let's step back. You can even, when you enter to a company, have you imagined yourself working all by yourself in a company? Then working with someone. Because as a human being, you need to interact with others in a positive way, of course. So a team helps you as individual to grow and do your work better. And then yes, if you have a challenge, like you said. I would even put a little icing on the cake. Even if you have so many skills that you don't need anyone to perform your job perfectly in the company, doesn't make sense not to work as a team. Because you can have super skills, but if you work alone, you will make mistakes, even with the super skills. And you will not learn anything. Even if you have all the skills to perform the job perfectly, it's always super interesting and enriching for people. It makes you a more interesting person. It makes your job more interesting to have different point of view. People will disagree. People will give you feedback. Even if you don't have to do the job, because how do you want to discover new ways of doing the job? Sure, you will succeed, but we all will do the same. And it's going to be very boring. Yes, I just want to put a disclaimer. ChatGPT is not a, team, a colleague on the team. You need to work with other human beings. You really want this discussion? No, 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 no. I was just saying, because to work on a team, you have to work with other people to do the work together. One day in many years, in a few decades, if the mankind survives, humans will realize that the machine is just a machine. You can give comments to the machine and the machine will put out a result. You don't speak with chat GPT. You don't have a conversation. It's not a teammate. It's not a human. It's a tool to execute some specific tasks faster, not more. It doesn't help you to grow. A team is supposed to help each other grow. Yes, and of course you will face challenge. Of course we will have issues working together because it's not easy for us to... Um, learn or to, to work all together. Of course, every person is different. So you have to adapt, change a lot of things. But in the end, yes, Bernardo, you can grow as individual, as a team and as a company. Sure. And challenges help you to grow as well because out of a disagreement, usually comes something new. Mm -hmm. And disagreement can be useful. Fight, maybe not. If you can avoid them, <laughs> yes. avoid fights. But disagreement, diverging point of views. Different experiences. Diversity in the team is important. And it helps you create, it helps you grow. And the most important, where the company succeeds, because we were talking about the company, the company grows where the team grows. They are all growing together. Therefore, it's important also for the team to have this kind of challenges to give them the opportunity to grow. Yes, and you have a lot of opportunities in your work to learn new things, to even perform a different type of work with the team, like 
different from what you do alone. Exactly. That's very important point what you say because it can only happen in a team. Uh, for a couple of years, I had a team. It was a digital team building digital apps for a large public company. We had the art director. The art director is a creative person. But mm -hmm. this creative person had super skills to connect to people. And just because of that, she could experiment totally another role, which is facilitator for the team. And she did great. And she also managed to facilitate discussion between testers and developers. Usually the discussion ends nowhere. Mm -hmm. And she managed to do the facilitation for that. For her, it was interesting. For the others, it was interesting. She taught design to the developers. Developers taught her how to implement her design directly in the code. So it's opportunities to learn another kind of job or another face of your job. Of course, you can do it alone. You can be an autodidact and uh, you can learn by yourself. But DIY learning alone without someone to give you some feedback. Or to guide you. You can learn. But for sure, you will build bad habits and you will have gaps of knowledge somewhere. Yes, and working together is more fun, actually. can be difficult sometimes, but in the end, it's more fun to work with someone else, like working alone. Yeah, maybe because the periods when you have a challenge are shorter if you work in a team, mm -hmm. which makes it more fun. Because if you struggle with something and you're alone, you will struggle for a while until you find the solution. Mm -hmm. You have a big chance if you are as a team that maybe the challenge you face is not that dramatic and that you find a solution faster. But funnier. It can be difficult, but I always heard that two brains think better than one. I imagine four. Depends on the state of a brain, yeah? <laughs> yes, so, but I'm thinking but at least there are, brains. Always a matter of brains. brain. <laughs> always a matter of brain. Because some brains sometimes slow you down a little bit. Depends on the brain, yeah? But can I help as well? Because... For sure, even the slowest brain can think of something different than yours that doesn't think. That's what we call thinking outside the box. Exactly. Yeah, sure. Speaking from the, the amount of brains, what else do we need to build the, a good functional team? Brains. After brains. So I think we should always keep in mind that, of course, we have our tasks to be done. Of course, we have a, our own job, work, right? But don't forget to work together in your team. Don't forget to what you can do together, who can improve together, do it. Yes, the purpose is more important than the task. Exactly. And finally, the task can be for you alone, but the purpose is usually the team's purpose. So you need a purpose. Mm -hmm. You want your answer, so you need a brain and a purpose. Okay, good. I think the purpose is also more important than the brain. <laughs> no? Don't worry, if you don't have a brain, you don't find a purpose. So anyway. No, that's true, yeah. So let's cook the team further. What else do we need? We have a brain, we have a purpose. I think respect for each other is also a good thing for a team. Yeah, team agreements. Of course. I don't think you can work well with a person that doesn't respect you. More or less, a team is a mini version of a society. Exactly. And each society comes with rules, with rights and duties, things you can do, things you cannot do. Society comes with right and wrong values. I wanted to say the other side of the coin, what I said is to know how to work alone in your own team. For example, for us, we have our own alone tasks, but in the end, we are always together to share it, to talk about it. To guide others. Yeah, I think it's very important because when we say teamwork, teamwork is not performing 
every single task as a team. Because mm-hmm. if you do so, you will get bored first. It will be exhausting second. And you will spend your life waiting. Because if you wait to perform every task as a team, it's just not possible. And on top of that, it doesn't make sense. It's all about taking and giving with the team. You bring something to the team, you give something to the team, you take something, energy, feedback, knowledge from the team. You sometimes have tasks that you perform by your side and you give the result or halt the result or an in-progress version back to the team to get away from the team with the feedback, for example. No, but like Erika said, a team has to work together but also needs to know how, when and how to work alone. I think that's the principle of collaboration inside the teams. You have to work alone in your own tasks. And like you said, either half of your task or when you're done, you share with the team. Ask for feedback, support, guidance, and help. Each one of the elements of the team does their own thing. And when they're done or halfway done, they share it and collaborate between it, each of them. And finding the balance is the key between the task you perform alone, how long you stay alone, how often you share. When do you share? The intention of sharing and the value of completing, creating value alone as well. Yes, and uh, this, for example, we are talking about what build a team is something that you have to learn by yourself and you have to learn as a team because no company, no leader will tell you when you have to do it or not. You have to decide it as a team when or not to collaborate. Yeah, there is no rule book on that. No, there is no rule book made, but as a team, you should create one. Because imagine if you are a team and you have newcomers, if they have to relearn and learn everything by themselves and nobody is teaching them, it will be very challenging and difficult. But inside of the team, you can, if you have a new onboarding, you can always talk to them. Inside of the team, you can talk with the other person, with other people. You don't have just to stick in your own team. If... You tell a newcomer, everyone can knock on the door of the CEO and enter and suggest an ID. If you tell it, the newcomers will not do that because they're scared and remain scared. If you write it, it will do. I don't agree. Sorry. I think it's uh, the confidence you have, the time you, you are in the company. Of course, if I enter now in the company, I will not. But if I do, of course, I will not do what the, the, the guy was there 10 years Ah, you can go enter there. And of course not. I'm not have, I don't have the confidence. I'm not, no, or I don't know already what I'm doing inside. So maybe in the few years, if I stay there, maybe I will have the confidence or to talk to my manager or whatever to say something or suggest something. Yeah. But if you write it, it will be 10 times faster. And I think you'll also learn from observing others. Exactly. Mm. Taking your example. As a newcomer, I would never knock on the door of the CEO, even if it was written, because I don't have that confidence as a newcomer. But if I observe people that entered either months or years before me and do the same behavior, then I'll feel more confident to do the same because I am observing other people doing the same, even if it's written or not. How do you do it remote? Because you don't see them. You have always to work in the team as well, digital or not. You always have to talk to someone. Yes, but you don't see them doing that, for example. Because when they do that, they are alone. Yes. Let's say the office is physical. You see them going to the door of the CEO. 
So you see that a lot of people enter the office of the CEO, even if in remote and with remote team, you have a great communication with your team, you know the team members who go to the CEO, but you don't see the rest of the company. Physically, you would see. So it would grow the confidence faster. I don't know. Even if you don't see, people talk. People will always talk in companies. If you are in the team, the team will talk. You're not excluded for the company, so you already know something. And I believe it's more easy to have confidence in digital to physical. Because in digital, they don't see your face. And you don't see anyone else, yeah. Yes. You don't see the instant reaction. Maybe you will be more reluctant to knock on the door. But as soon as you will be in the room, you will have more confidence in digital than physical. Exactly. For sure. So anyway, nothing is better than the others. Oh, Both have advantages, challenges, but maybe we should wrap up uh, this episode <laughs> because we have a lot of things to share with our audience and a lot of work for them, actually, because if we start with the first one is the team is there to help the company to grow. When the team grows, the company grows. But if you want the team to grow, you should put dedicated, specific effort to support your team and make it grow. And not only put everything objectives, goals on the initiative and what you accomplish, but put your teams first. What's the first one we said, if I remember well? I think the second one, and this is very important for the companies to understand, is that a good team is built and grown. It doesn't just magically fall from the sky. You need the right support, you need a good leader that sticks with the team, both in the good and the bad moments, and helps them overcome either the challenges or any difficulties and helps them grow. I wanted to add that even if it's difficult, seeing a team or think about a team like your friends. For example, if you want to plan something with your friends, it's always chaotic because nobody can, the schedule is different, everything. The team is more or less the same. Okay? So... Even if you're not together, you can work with one and do asynchronous work with the others. I'm not saying that you should like, have the closest relationship with your colleagues, but you can make that parallel, so it's more easy for you. When you build your team, continue to invest in your collaboration. And the way you collaborate, and still there are a lot of things that are not written anywhere, and there is no book or reference, particularly by now where the word configuration at work changed a little bit over the past years. So you have to create it and you have to pay attention to it to make it work. So does it sound like a closing? Yes. Yes. Also seems like many people will have a lot of work. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you have any question, of course, you can always reach to us, ask us, and we can help you build your team because that's what we do every day and we invest a lot in our team as well. So. We've learned a little bit. Yes. See you. See ya. Bye-bye. Still with us? We hope you enjoyed the episode and learned something valuable. We would love to hear from you and continue the discussion on Instagram at Blue Waves Boutique. We'll find the link in the description. It was Tinkering the Future of Work and Life with Erika, Bernardo and Bertrand. See you next week for new amazing stories. <laughs>